Look, this is dedication, this is anti-hesitation It's an Israel celebration, it's the most high's declaration Stop hoping for a nation that can't save with 40 acres This the remedy of separation, the Maccabees of my generation The red pill in today's matrix, why they got us face down on the hard pavement Young black nigga trapped, but he can't change it No, he Israel, but he can't claim it Cause they left him no platforms to explain it he frustrated from the situation But deep down inside he know you can't fade him How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? Till Christ come back with our reparation To him World War III is like recreation Dedication, hard work, plus patience We need all the sacrifices, I'm done waiting I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing Now you hear what I've been saying Dedication it's the feast of dedication. Look. Because you're in that level of ignorance where you believe that they are the supreme power, you're gonna find out the hard way from the black hand of God. Spent my whole life thinking out the box, searching for the truth. Then I realized it's a lot. Chirp on me, here I come. Spin around the block, they roped on me, said I read a stop sign, but I stopped. I spent my whole life staring at the stage, going blind, dealt the bad hand like I'm playing spades. Hard headed, bad grades, couldn't tell my daddy about the truth before he died. My heart broke a hundred ways. I spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of the black man divided, trying to break it. You hear the truth, bro, don't cry about it. Just embrace it. I mind a setback for major comeback. That's my favorite. And when you Read the Bible, don't trip, calm down, get a grip, and just listen to the scripts. Cause it give us a tip by flourishing from the streets to black businesses. Level four yard living, giving the false imprisonment. Listen close, my nigga. It's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. We gotta stay close, my nigga. It's straight like that. I gave you the game, now go to the hedges and give it right back. For generations, we've been dealt bad hands with bad plans. Letting other nations tell me who I am. It's not about what we've been through, it's about what we came through. They sit back like look at how they grew from dedication. This ain't entertainment, we done Jews on the slave ship These songs are just spirituals we swam against the waves with Ended up on shore to their amazement They hoping the example we set is not contagious Lock us behind gates but can't tame us Messing with God's chosen is so dangerous Cause ain't no point playing defense nigga That's why I dove off the deep end nigga without a life jacket Study, pray, and apply, got my life cracking I can't wait till he come, no more taxes No more slaves, obey your masters I'd be damned if I slave for some white crackers this world full of lies, got life backwards When Christ cracked the sky, it's gonna be classic Start keeping the laws to get established But to make it happen, you got to have dedication Hard work plus patience We need all the sacrifices, I'm done waiting I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing Now you hear what I've been saying Dedication It's the feast of dedication Whoa
come from my tribe She gives me good vibes Most high made her mine We take one step at a time She come from my tribe Baby, let me hold you Do the things I'm supposed to Let me be the one you see Scars in my life, bitter in the sweet, purple kisses in the strides. One body, one mind, still 12 tribes. Huh. Trying to unify these banners, leaving the house fuller than the tenors. Even when we question, yeah, we festin'. Meet me at the jammers. I 
tryna get on. Turn to quit, I was tired of shit. Thought I was never ever gonna get on. This nigga was hating, they steady debating my talent. They drew no love on my phone. Checking the views, I know you the truth. Man, I'ma get love when I pack and go home. That's why I do is the love of the music and love with the cause, and you know I ain't slight. When it comes to the name, I count kind of my family. My nigga just know I will not take it light. I was started as a rookie, my nigga, but now that I'm born, I'm tryna just get this shit right. This is my life, this is my dream, yeah. One day I'ma get it right, that's on God. I'ma be the best alive, that's on God I'ma make it out the mud, I'ma be the chosen one I'ma do it for the love, that's on God 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 Making ramen noodles on the stove, I had no microwave Trying to build a buzz and just create Fucking tidal wave. I remember walking through the city, body changed clothes. I got disrespected, it went back to the same house. In the night, I lock up, always drama when I pop up. Couldn't keep a job, I'm serving patients over the counter. And wasn't breaking even, even with coupons or vouchers. So when I say I got you from the jump, everyone doubt you. God, one day I'ma get it right, that's on God. I'ma be the best alive, that's on God. I'ma make it out the mud, I'ma be the chosen one I'ma do it for the love, that's on God, that's on God You are now listening to The Forefront Radio where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. Awesome. Here we go. You are now listening to the Forefront Radio. I am your host, Afia Levi Israel. At this time, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest on our show today. We have a star on our show, pun intended. We have Miss Amelia A. Star. Welcome to the platform. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So uh, Miss Amelia A. Starr is not only an author, but she's also a nurse and a teacher of CPR. And I'm a firm believer in uh, uh, showing our people positive directions in how we can lead our lives. Um, at this time, she's going to introduce herself, kind of talk about her background a little bit, and get into the topic of overcoming obstacles, how she has overcome obstacles and helped others to do the same. Amelia Starr. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's certainly a pleasure to be on the forefront. I'm overcoming obstacles, obstacles. We all have obstacles in life. And I think that it's so important to make sure that we overcome them because if not, they'll overcome us. Definitely true. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so tell us about some of your uh, experiences as an author. Well, I have published a memoir. It is called The Many Facets of A Star. Um, 
of course, my name being Amelia. So it also is titled Purifying Truths. That's the second part of the title. And in writing, it liberated me as I told all of the filth and the obstacles that I overcame um, thus far in my life up until I had my first child. What inspired you to write the book? Well, the story had to be told. You know, I am um, I'm the oldest of three. And my mother did not raise any of us from birth. And so when we met as teenagers, we all had different experiences in life. And so um, I believe those experiences shaped us into who we are today. With that being said, my children um, think that what they have is because they deserve it, or at least that's how I perceive it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I have to set the story straight. You know, we may live in Bloomfield Hills, but we came from row A. Um, so I had to kind of bring some reality checks back and I didn't want to just tell them. I wanted something in writing. Um, being the oldest one, I was very conscious of legacy Mm -hmm. and because my mother was a foster child, she doesn't have the history of knowing her biological family. And so that, that I do know, I wanted my children to know before I was too old to remember or um, before I would get in um, before I would get distracted and not be able to write the book. I just wanted them to know their history and not from ancestry, but from my very own eyes and life Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, While you were saying that, what came to my mind was a saying that goes, a wise man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. So not only do you have your life experiences that you share with your kids, but in turn, they can share that with their grandkids and future descendants on how to overcome the trials that they face. So I find that profound that you would say that because it's true. Whatever life experiences that we encounter, it in turn has impact on future generations. Um, Tell me about um, the experiences you had as far as like foster parenting and how that related to this book. Oh, absolutely. You know, it is profound. And that is actually found in Proverbs. And certainly we have to leave an inheritance um, because if we don't know our history, it sounds cliche, but we end up repeating it. And so that leads kind of into the foster care. Um, As I said, my mom was a foster child. So in the book, I wrote about her experience from what she told me from the time that she was um, pregnant when she found out she was pregnant with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, She was living with her foster parent and her foster parents. And um, that's who in my book, I call Big Mama and Big Daddy because they were not my quote unquote grandparents, but they Mm -hmm. played the role better than any grandparent could have played. Um, And the way that Big Mama and Big Daddy took me, um, because my mother had me young, so that I wouldn't be in the system. 
so that I wouldn't have to go through the tortures that my mother went through before she got to them. I've always had a heart to give back. And I wanted to do for someone else what they did for me. And that's how I became a foster parent. To the best of my knowledge, I believe the agency that I went through in Pennsylvania at the time, I was the youngest foster parent and I was 22 years old that they ever had. And from 22 to 25, I had approximately, and I have lost count, but it was over 30 foster children. Um, Because my mom had me young. And back in those days, it was shameful to have a child out of wedlock. But because she had me so young, um, anything could have happened. You know, everybody wants the baby. Mm-hmm. Not too many people want, you know, the quote unquote fast girl that had the baby. And so they're usually separated. So my purpose became to do foster parenting for teenage mothers so you can keep your baby. We can do this together to keep the family together. And that's why over 30, because I had the mom and the child and or children at one time. Mm, Understood. So you're being like a mother for the motherless. You're being a a counselor for the orphans and widows. That's that's profound. Wow. I did that at such a young age. You know, I just have the heart. I have the heart of helps. And I didn't really know what it was called at that time in my life. But my very first foster child, um, she came to me. I don't know if she was 12 or 13. I don't remember. But she had a two-year-old. I just had my one-year-old. And I have no idea what to do with a two-year-old because my child was the first that I ever held, was the first that I ever changed a diaper, was the first of so many things for me. And here I am trying to help someone else, but we made it together. And she was able to keep her daughter. Awesome. Wow. Well, uh, you know, what's remarkable is that we're, we're in a society where, unfortunately, a lot of Black families are torn apart. So you being an asset to our community by trying to keep the family together is very remarkable. And I want to show kudos to that because not that many people are willing to extend themselves to assist others. Not, not <laughs> That's not necessarily their flesh and blood. And especially at a young age, 21, usually at 21, you know, people are trying to live their best life. They, they just got approved by the state to drink alcohol. So they're partying and drinking, you know, um, you know, traveling and doing different things, going to college, but you took the time to really be there for others. And, and like just using that life experience to, to say, you know what, although my mother was a foster parent, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Although my mother went through foster parenting, I'm going to be that, light towards others you know um so tell me about overcoming obstacles and and the goal in writing the book as far as overcoming obstacles and how you were able to overcome your your trials well truly none of us can do anything without god like that's just fact whether you believe it or not it's fact so of course i was able to overcome all things Um, because of Christ who's in me. The thing is that um, the book was written 
to tell the story. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, um, the story is about overcoming obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and um, basically being steadfast and you have to have endurance. So for example, um, the devil has been trying to kill me, honey, before I set my eyes on this green earth. Um, the book opens up and it's telling about my mom's experience. I told you it was about um, when she was pregnant with me. And so um, my mother was from New York, Brooklyn to be exact. And she went through her trials and she ended up becoming a prostitute. So, of course, <laughs> my dad would have to be the pimp, right? That's just how it kind of played out. And so um, you don't make too much money when you're pregnant. I'm just saying. And so he wasn't very happy about the pregnancy, uh, but it was her first. And with all of us, with our first is, you know, oh, I got to hold on to this. This is something special. And I just believe that that's what she felt about me. Nevertheless, God had his hand in it because my father physically abused my mother to the extent that he broke three of her ribs. While she was suffering with the intensive labor pains, God protected me. I have no, I had nothing wrong with me when I was born. I have nothing wrong with me as far as, you know, any sort of disability because of that. And I can just imagine the pain that she was going through, not just only giving birth, which is painful enough, but then with cracked ribs, because, you know, there's nothing that you can do to heal a cracked rib. Right. Right. So after all of that, you know, so here I am, I overcame that. Whew, my life should be easy, one would think. But <laughs> after that, my mother being young and back in the 70s, um, Rules were different than they are now, and society was different. And so you would think if you had a baby, you would give them your last name, maybe the mm -hmm. father's last name. Mm -hmm. But my beloved mother gave me the name Star. So many years I wore that as a scarlet letter, like, man, my name doesn't mean anything. You know, I don't, I don't got nobody. I can't even Google somebody related to me. Um, mm -hmm. But now I wear it as a badge of honor. My mother told me before she passed, she said, you were born at night. And I looked up in the sky and I saw the stars and I said, you are a star. And I'm like, ah, you probably was high. You know, my mouth, mm -hmm. God help me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did not embrace it at the time. I was so angry because I wanted to be a Corbett. I wanted to be a Stooks. I wanted to be somebody. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm a star. And at the time, the only star was some news anchored on TV that I ever heard of. Right. Well, we go 10, 20, 30 years down the road, and here I am embracing it. I believe it was God's plan because I could have been like Mary Star, right? Like M Star or T right. e Star, but he orchestrated it together because I believe my purpose is to shine bright, empower others inspire others. And I believe that's why he's allowed me to overcome so many things so that I have a testimony to tell. Wow, that's remarkable. That's so amazing. While you were saying that, I was re remembering something I read 
to the effect of gold is tried in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of adversity. You are gold, you are royal, you know, and we tend to go through our trials thinking that these trials are supposed to, to devastate us. But when we look at the earth, for example, the earth has on a cloudy day, both cloud and sunshine. We tend to focus on the cloudy days and the days where it's raining and storming. And we forget that there's a purpose behind the storm. You know, the storm is not meant to destroy us. The storm is meant to water us and help us grow. And then once that storm is over, here comes the sun, bright as ever, a shining star, pun intended, <laughs> coming out of the sky and, and illuminating the earth and warming us up and cleansing everything. I say that to say this, the, the, the overall message that you have through your story is, is remarkable because you're inspiring young ladies to not give up during the trials, no matter what circumstance they come across. You're inspiring men to understand the trials that we all face and to not perpetuate the negativity that we uh, have experienced in life to the next generation and onward. You t uh, when we talked earlier before the, uh, the broadcast, you mentioned to me your experience as a nurse. Could you talk about that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Well, I um, was a CNA for about 15 years and um it just seems as though the whole world wanted me to become a nurse. And I'm like, but that's not what I want to do. Um, and I was just kind of content with it. And I, um, I loved what I did. Again, you know, I'm able to service people, to help people. I love um, the stories. I love the things that the patients would share with me. And as a CNA, you had time to do that. And I just enjoyed it. But um everybody push you, do this, do this, because everybody knows how to live your life better than you do. <laughs> but God was in it because I got a position as a CNA in the hospice house in Tallahassee, Florida. And I'll never forget it. I, first of all, had been a CNA for probably, oof, I don't know, a good five plus years at the time. And they put me through a week of training. And I thought, this is the stupidest thing. I mean, I've already know how to do this. It's not rocket science. I mean, but if they want to pay me to sit in this room, you know, I'll do it. Cha-ching. And so as I sit in the room and, you know, I'm just kind of whatever. I did learn. I learned about hospice. And, you know, that part was interesting. But I did not need help with the hands-on because I had been doing that. So I go to work my first night and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to make a difference. Right. And um, it's a different kind of nursing. So, uh, you know, obviously hospice is palliative care, end of life. And usually when you're a CNA or you're in nursing, you are trying to save a life or fix a life. So it's a different aspect of it. So I go in, I'm ready. And um, I make my rounds with my CNA and I um, saw that one of my patients had um, 
the radio on a channel. He was an African-American man and he had the radio station or the radio station in his room, I should say, was on a channel that I just knew he wouldn't listen to. He was an older man and I don't remember exactly what it was, but maybe something like pop or heavy metal or, or something like that. And, um, you know, you talk to your patients, even if they can't respond. And um, I'm talking to them and, you know, saying, oh, I know you don't want to listen to this. And, you know, I'm turning a dial. So this telling how long ago it was. We had radios and dials. But anyway, I'm turning the radio dial and, you know, a little station come in. I wait and pause. No, not this one. And I heard this noise. And it was going clock, 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 clock. I'm what in the world? Oh, my God. The ghosts are coming out. I'm scared. Right? What is this? And I turn around because it's only him and I in the room. So I think. And I turn around and I I see that he's patting his foot on the footboard. And those are his toenails that are hitting the board that I hear. Nevertheless, I'm like, oh, my goodness, he likes this. Look at him getting his groove on. So I run down to the nurse's station like, no, he is responsive. He is. He's responding right now. You know, because, again, it's my first night. So even though I hear what they taught me about hospice, I didn't say I really believe it. I was just doing a job. So I thought maybe this one's going to make it, you know, and um, the nurses were kind of like, yeah, you know, you're rookie. <laughs> this is hospice. You know, there's nothing. I'm like, no, no. So I convinced them to come with me to the room. And mm -hmm. when we got to the room, he had deceased. Oh, my wow. God. I went from being excited that I did something right to, oh my God, I killed him. I cannot believe it. <laughs> so I was traumatized, traumatized. And those nurses were so loving and so caring. And they, again, put a different spin on it. Because see, to me, a nurse is pushy. They're overworked. They're overpaid. They want to give you shots. You're just a number and they're trying to get you out the way. But these hospice nurses took time. They explained to me, you made the last moments of his life something which he enjoyed, mm. you know, and how important the work was. And I thought, wow, I only changed the radio station, but maybe I didn't want to talk to the family because, you know, families ask questions. Well, how'd he go? Oh, my God. You know, that nurse over there, she turned. <laughs> I didn't want to be involved. And so I hid in the bathroom. And so the charge nurse explained to the family, um, you know, what happened. And he went peacefully and, you know, A, B and C. And yeah, yeah. I thought, wow, she allowed them to cry on her shoulder. She held them. She was so compassionate and empathetic. I decided mm -hmm. that night in that bathroom, I want to be a nurse. And I did. I went to school for nursing after that. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Now, that's the type of story that I love hearing because you can inspire others to attain to that goal as well. I want to see where our sons and daughters in the diaspora strive for higher aspirations. You know, I don't want a child where I speak to them, they feel as though their greatest achievement in life would to become a basketball player or a rapper, you know, or a young lady where she feels like her greatest way to make money would be to shake her derriere in a club, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So inspiring others to get into the medical field, amazing, amazing. 
um, just to share a quick story with you, my relatives literally brainwashed me to get into the medical field, okay? Um, <laughs> my mother also is a CNA. My uncle is a doctor. My uh, other cousin is a nurse. And when I was a child growing up, my mother would put these various diagrams of, uh, of uh, bones, you know, musculoskeletal structures. Mm -hmm. And since I was a kid, I would frequent the refrigerator often. And <laughs> I uh, would start memorizing these things un unknowingly, you know. One day at school, this kid fell. And I said to him, oh, I think you, you might have broke your radius because he was holding his arm. Like, oh, my arm hurts. And I said, I think you might have broke your radius. He's like, my radar, who, my what? Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then I realized, ah, I know some, something that this kid doesn't know. You know, mm -hmm. um, which led me to getting into the medical field and later on um, venturing off into entrepreneurship. But I want to commend you for seeing the good in in every situation and, and seeing the good in, in just that, because most people would have been devastated. They would have reacted poorly. But you took it in stride and said, you know what, I'm going to see how I can be an inspiration to others and, and push forward with that. Okay. Um, if anybody okay. wanted to acquire your book, how would they do that? It is on Amazon. And um, actually, the um, electronic version is only 99 cents on sale for a limited time. And you can get the actual paperback book if you'd like um, from Amazon as well. And again, it's the many facets of A Star Purifying Truths. Okay. If anybody wanted to uh, get in touch with you or uh, uh, contact you or email you, what would be the best way? Would it be through social media, email? What's your best way to get in touch? You know, whatever's convenient for you. I am available. I am open to serve. Um, I can be reached on social media, both Facebook and Instagram at facets, F-A-C-E-T-S of a star, S-T-A-R-R. That's also my webpage, www.facetsofastar. And um, certainly you can reach out to me there. I do have a podcast every Saturday at 9 a.m., Purifying Troops, a spinoff of the book. So certainly if that's something that anyone is interested in, feel free to tune in. If you're looking to be a guest, reach out. Awesome. Phenomenal. So we have Amelia Star on here author, nurse, and wonderful young lady. We appreciate you joining in the Forefront Radio. And uh, thank you so much for participating. Um, I wanted to ask you one last thing. Any, uh, any events for the future, like book tours or uh, virtual book tours or anything like that that you wanted to share with the audience? I am working on two books right now. Um, one is a suspense and one is, um, I call it like a chicken soup for the soul, but with the mm -hmm. twist of a star. And so once those are published, hopefully COVID will be a thing of the past and I can do an actual book tour. I have done virtual book tours and I love them. I thank you all for support, but I'm the one that wants to see you and hug you and sign and, you know, just be in person. So hopefully we can get that together and orchestrate it in the very near future. 
Okay, awesome. All right, folks, there you have it. We appreciate the author, Amelia Starr. Thank you for tuning to the Forefront Radio where the truth doesn't fear investigation. Stay tuned. We'll be back after listening to some music. Yeah, we've been stressed out. No more daddies around. Mama's left out. Got the college funds and the checks out. We've been shaking together. We've been pressed down. So stressed out. Yeah, we so stressed out. He got daddy around. He been left out. And he's on drugs. He's so stressed out. Trying to find a way out. But he's stressed out. So stressed out. She got two kids and a daddy gone. He on child support, he can never do right. He feel left out. Grab that coat, grab that weed when he's. So he bails out. There's no home for Tyrone in the jailhouse. He just cleaves to the streets when he relapsed. And she owned a marijuana when she needs that. Stressed out, got no daddies around, mama's left out, got the college funds and the checks out. We've been shaking together, we've been pressed down. Friends too, baby in shoes, nowhere to go. What you gonna do? Stressed out, wearing me out, great clouds, keep a smile, easy now, take it easy now. But instead she pops pills, that's the easy route You still got heart problems when you calm down And so much disbelief when you Spirit is low, I'm losing control Nobody is around to grab a hold Stressed out, tearing me down Can't walk away, baby needs me now Yes, it is. Never let. 
Yeah, that's what he gon' say The nation's haters, but they gon' have their day It's okay I read the black messiah on the way With this voice, he ain't come to play Yeah, that's what he gon' say The nation's haters, but they gon' have their day It's okay Why the heathen raging? Cause they see us raising The 12 tribes up Coming out these scriptures blazing They never heard it like that It sounds so amazing Christ is a black man he ain't no Caucasian The world has been deceived through their popular persuasion They ask me why I do it, I just say it's for my nation The kingdom, the 
motivation Put our life on the line But our sister love them pants And we can't put down that swine We ain't got time We're on the grind With the kingdom on our mind Look at the signs Chairs flying It's about to go down And I ain't lying People blind to missiles flying Make the break, break, break It's on Imagine how they gon' feel When they found out they was wrong Ready or not I read the black messiah on the way What he gon' say? The nations hate us, but they gon' head up day. It's okay. Ready or not, I read the Black Messiah yeah, on the way. With these wars, he ain't come to play. Yeah. You can't hide. Yeah, that's what he gon' say. The nations hate us, but they gon' head up day. It's okay. What's the reason for the verdict? This place is so perverted. Not to mention they walk on the bones of natives that they murdered. Our history been reverted, rewritten, and then inserted in the minds of our youth, and they thinking that we deserve it. Like we supposed to be on the bottom. Teach our young men that they kings. You ain't gotta say your soul for a dollar. Life is way more than who dreams. Teach our daughters that they're princess. They mold them into a queen. Decent and in order. That's the only way to get a king. See, we tear down the enterprise. No more white men lies. You ain't gotta have their blonde hair. Straight nose and blue eyes. Take pride. We was created in the image of the most high. And the nations wanna be us cause we so fly. True. I read the black messiah on the way. The black messiah yeah, on the way With them swords, he ain't come to play You can't hide Yeah, that's what he gonna say The nation's haters, but they gonna have a day It's okay Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in The Forefront Media, and you'll be able to get updates of uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, Please do share this show if you like the show, and we do hope that you do love this show. And uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel.